Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Grant Wall, and welcome to the Planet Football Podcast, where I go in-depth with the most intriguing people in the world of soccer. In this episode, I'm joined by Josie Altidore for a conversation about his club future ahead of his last contract year with Toronto, his recent visit to Haiti, and his thoughts on the U.S. men's national team. Just a quick reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Onward! Our guest today is Josie Altidore of Toronto FC and the U.S. men's national team. Toronto starts playing for real in 2019 on February 19th in CONCACAF Champions League against Panama's Independiente and starts the MLS campaign on March 2nd at Philadelphia. Josie, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, my man. We've done a lot of these interviews over the years, it We've seems like. We've done a like. few. We've done a few. <laughs> yeah. But I appreciate you taking some time here. We're here in uh, Los Angeles for MLS Media Day. We're recording this on January 18th. You have just returned from what looked like a pretty powerful trip to Haiti. Yeah. The home country of your parents. Could you tell me about the trip? Well, yeah. Um, first, first off, before I get into that, like the trip started off that whole relationship because I went with Kenneth Cole. Um, me, Kenneth Cole, and Adrian Lima actually were doing this. You came to it actually one I did. year. This, uh, this fundraiser in New York City at this place called The Garage. And so we hadn't done it last year and Kenneth had reached out and said, hey, look, I'm, you know, I'm going to go, I, I want to go to Haiti this time around. And I was mm-hmm. like, fantastic. So do I, you know? And we looked at the dates and it made sense. And so, yeah, you know, um, there it was. And, and I had such a great time. It was lovely finally to go back after such a long time. What did you do? down there um well kenneth has a a center there a healthcare center okay that's being built so we went there to kind of help fix that up because it's not done yet so we went to plant some trees we went and visited local neighborhoods i played soccer with a with a local soccer team i always try to do that because i've done that ever since i got to haiti i jump into a random game now it's not random anymore <laughs> but i jump into a game and play and then uh we visited some of the ghettos and that, that was the craziest part um the last day visiting Sole. I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with Haiti. And, you know, they told us no phones, no cameras, because, you know, the people there are very conscious of that and they don't like it. Hmm. And it's a rough neighborhood, right? You don't want to piss off kind of the wrong people. And so it was interesting, man, because as I walked in there, you know, some of the guys, they recognized me, obviously, and they said, you know, you can do kind of whatever. You can use your phone, you know, come with us, let's walk around. And I was just blown away and my family was blown away because that doesn't happen out there. It, it huh. just doesn't happen. And so it was powerful, man. They, they gave me a tour of the neighborhood. It was yeah. just different. And uh, it was powerful in so many ways. And 
it just you know gave me a little bit more to take back with me it was it was mind-blowing is there still evidence of like the impact of the earthquake this many years later there um yeah in some places um it's far better though than it was in the past it's getting better all the time but um you know just little things you know i went to visit the grave of where a lot of some of the people that died in the earthquake were buried they're mass graves so literally just dug holes around the field and and put them in the ground and that was hard just because there's no tombstones there's no signs you know you had no idea that so many lives were lost and put in that area and it was sad because you know in the states or in a lot of places around the world you have a proper burial and you couldn't do that in haiti at that time during the earthquake and and it was just tough to see and again something that was really powerful again to let you know how how lucky we have it over here when you talk to your parents about haiti what do you talk about uh, their childhood, the beauty of it, um, you know, different type of things we could do as a family to kind of, whether it be soccer, whether it be arts, whatever, to kind of give kids a platform, an opportunity, because a lot of kids don't have that opportunity. And that was the hardest part about going this time around because of where I am in my life now and what I have and everything I've been able to do. Like I saw those little kids and, and stuff walking around barefoot on rocks and it was tough because I thought about my parents and my aunts and uncles and like if nobody took a kind of a gamble on them, I wouldn't be here. You know, I wouldn't have all this and that was that was hard for me because it's such a real thing and uh, you know, it's, it's something I think about now all the time and I really wanna try to do something that leaves a lasting legacy in Haiti. Yeah. No, that's really cool. Um, not easy to transition from that in directly into <laughs> soccer talk, yeah. but uh, but let's do it anyway. We'll, we'll do it. Um, at the end of last season, there was a lot of talk that you might be leaving Toronto for a new team, perhaps a new league. Here we are. It's January 18th, 2019, and you're a Toronto player. Yeah. What's the situation from your perspective? I'm a player for another 10 months or whatever, you know, whatever, the, you know, however long we play. And that's just the reality of it. And it's fine. It's the business. And, you know, it'd be worse if I had to look back on Toronto and I didn't have a trophy. I didn't have the things that we've done. So to have those things, uh, it's not, it doesn't sting as much. Um, but at the same time, I look forward to playing for the fans. I love the fans. I have a good relationship with the fans and, and the city. So I'm looking forward to doing that this year. And, and then, you know, we'll see what happens after that. So let's say you play out your contract, uh, which is up at the end of the year. Where would you be interested in playing if you do that? Well, I still feel like I got some years left in me, Grant. Believe it or not, yeah. <laughs> leave what the naysayers say. Like no, I'm just saying. You know, it'd be interesting. You know, I'd never. You know, I've. I, I see myself as fortunate, man. To whatever people can say, I've gotten to live in so many different places, play in a lot of leagues. You know, I'm intrigued. I'm not gonna lie, of Mexico, huh. because obviously it's close. But I, I didn't know just how big of a reach the league had, if that makes any sense, until I came to MLS and kind of was closer to it and then playing against those teams and then watching the games. You know, I didn't know it was one of the, you know, they, they get some of the most viewers in, out of all the leagues that, that are broadcasted here in the States. And I thought that was pretty unique and cool. And it just has a lot of quality. And I think it's a league that's kind of slept on in a way. And I don't know. It, it's something that's intriguing. It's an intriguing place, something different. And uh, some quality football still get played there, so. Well, you're right about the viewing numbers in the U.S. It's wild. The it's top wild. ten most viewed games every week, like eight out of ten, seem like they're Liga MX games or Mexican national it's crazy. teams. I, the didn't, US. I didn't know that. I had no idea. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, down the road from here, we're in LA right now. 
right now, the U.S. men's national team is in camp under new coach Greg Berhalter in the San Diego area. U.S. soccer indicated that you are not being called into camp was due to your injury recovery situation, uh, your surgery. Yeah. Um, is that accurate from your perspective? Yeah, no, it's, I couldn't do anything, man. I, I, okay. I, really, I really was, you know, I was in a, I was in a cast not up, not too long ago, but obviously I'm, I'm way, I'm different now. I'm fit, you know. I've been running now. It's just a matter of getting back on the field and playing a bit, and then I should be ready to go. I shouldn't really miss any games. If I do, it would probably be the Champions League games. But mm-hmm. beyond that, I'm ready, and I'm, and I'm really looking forward to this year. I, I really want to kind of fix some things. Last year wasn't great for us, so it's it's a it's a big season. Have you had any talks with Greg Berhalter since he took over as the coach for the U.S.? Um, not, you know, nothing too crazy. Um, we spoke a bit just about the January camp and 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 that kind of thing, and, and going forward a bit in terms of uh, being somewhat maybe in his plans. Uh, obviously, it has to be earned, and so you know that's that. And I look forward to hopefully getting a spot. I mean, nothing's given to you, and especially at this point. There's a lot of competition for places, so we'll see what happens. Well, and like I was saying earlier, you're not 40 years old. You're 29. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you kind of feel like, well, I kind of feel like, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of youth. I don't know, you know, people close to me know that, whether that's been when I was young. I just, I love the youth. I love kids. I have a kid of my own. I'm just very passionate about kids. And although they're not kids, I'm excited about, you know, yeah. the newer generation of our national team. I'm excited about a lot of these young guys. So, it's it's a balance, man, because as much as I want to play for the national, I want to be there, but I also don't want to stunt the growth of some of our, you know, next brightest young stars. Because I think this is a big generation with a lot of talented kids, and, and I want to see and I want to help um, them develop, and, and I think it'll be an exciting time. Well, you've got, I checked this today, 41 career goals for the U.S. men's national team. I did okay. <laughs> you, don't speak past tense. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. <laughs> The record is 57, shared by Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan. Do you think you can break that record? Do I think I can break it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm only, what is it, 41, 16 goals? Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely do it, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, Your Toronto team had one of the greatest seasons in MLS history in 2017. Came within a penalty kick shootout of becoming the first MLS team to win the CONCACAF Champions League in its modern form early last year. Then both you and your team got waylaid by injuries. Missed out on the 2018 MLS playoffs. How have you processed everything that happened in 2018 at club level, both personally and, and kind of with the club overall? Um... It was a tough year, man. It was it was a tough year. We knew it was going to be a tough year, but the injuries killed us. I I don't think I've ever been a part of anything like that. Sure, I think also when we when we did have everybody, I don't think we were good enough. We dropped a lot of points. Looking back, you know, the season opener, a lot of games that we shouldn't have dropped. Um, but I think it was something good in a lot of ways because I think after we won everything, I think everybody thought it'd be easy, and so I think that kind of shock back down to earth was good for the organization for a lot of the players and so it just kind of reminds you that you can never take a break you have to always be looking over your shoulder and have something to prove uh in soccer and life and everything so it was a hard lesson but i think it'll be a good one at 29 
In what ways are you... Don't say you, that out loud. I, I, it dude, makes I'm, me feel like dude, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm 45, so if that makes you feel better. <laughs> You've been playing this game for a long time now. In what ways are you different as a player now than you were earlier in your career? Um, I think I enjoy it way more. I try to enjoy every day um, the players that I get to play with or against, um, matches, especially matches, just game day and everything. I just try to take it in more. I think when I was young, it felt so much like work that I kind of just like went, you know, not through the motions, but I was like, okay, next game, okay. And in a sense, that's good to have short-term memory, but I didn't really enjoy it. Like I didn't enjoy my trips to Mestaya or, you know, Old Trafford. I didn't enjoy them, if that makes any sense. Huh. It was so like work, like work mode all the time. And so that's my only regret. I wish I enjoyed the time more with some of the great teammates that I had, some of the great stadiums that I played. Yeah. And now I try to do that. Wherever I go, I really try to take it in and, and have fun, live in the moment. Yeah. You do have a pretty unique perspective of a guy who started in MLS, went to Europe, come yeah. back to MLS. And it's basically two different leagues. Oh, yeah. 100%. It, the league's night and day from when I came into today. And anybody that's arguing that is not being honest with themselves. Like, the league is totally different. It's like 1.0 when I was there, and it's like 3, 4.0 now. <laughs> it's not even close. Um, so how do you feel right now physically on January 18th? Uh, right now, January 18th, I feel fantastic. I feel like my foot is not broken in 96 places. <laughs> my ankle, it feels good. It feels repaired. I feel sturdy. Yeah. Um, I can walk around without pain, which is a huge plus. And yeah, I just look forward to being pain free and, and having a season like that. You're a dad these days. What, what is parenthood like? <laughs> it is not what Instagram tells you it's like. That is a <laughs> lie. All those pretty pictures with people and their kids and they walk into the sunset holding hands. That's all rehearsed, man. <laughs> it is hard. It is, it is, uh, it is sometimes difficult uh you need a lot of patience you need a lot of understanding but i'll tell you something it it's made me softer in a way hmm. um just more understanding uh i just I, I don't know it's just changed me in a, an emotional way that i feel like emotionally i'm way different i'm more in tune to myself as crazy as that sounds i'm just my, with my son, I just have to be, and so I just feel like with people, I'm more sympathetic. I'm more, I'm just softer. I'm more yeah. sensitive. Maybe is what I'm looking for. I'm way more sensitive than I was, and I think being a kid does that a little to you more. So, yeah. how old is your son? He's four years old. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, I say this as someone who actually doesn't have kids. So, I, I this is also curiosity on. Oh, uh, you don't have I, kids. No, I don't. Oh, yeah. One thing I'm, I beat you at. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but like, how does it, is it something where you have to sort of like change your daily life then to sort of like focus on hundred percent different things. Hundred percent. And you know, when before my son came, I was kind of I'm not gonna lie, I was dreading that a little bit. I was like, man, my life like it's gonna change. All this fun, all this great stuff, I can't do it no more because I have a kid. But then he came, and. I was like, what was I thinking? Because now I have somebody to do it with, yeah. you know? And so, like, that's my partner in crime. You know, when I come home from practice, I'm with him. Uh, we're playing. We're playing more soccer. We're drawing. We're coloring. We're painting. 
I mean, no two days are alike. It's 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 pretty cool. And he's always doing and teaching me something. You know, every day he'll he'll say something different or he'll do a gesture that's different. And there's such big milestones for me as a parent. I'm like, oh my god, do it again so I can show grandma. You know, like yeah. it's just it's exciting. And you know, I I love every day with him. And and I, I just never thought I would be like this. Like I can't imagine my life without him now. What's Everything name? before. My son seems like a distant memory. Like, I can't yeah. imagine ever doing those things again, if that makes any sense. Like, What's his name? Cameron. Okay. Yeah. Is he playing soccer, though? Nah, he's not. He don't look like he got the athletic gene. <laughs> it, it's early, but I, I don't see it. I don't. <laughs> we're going, we're going uh, the studies route. We're going to be hard on the studies. Go easy on the sports, hard on the studies. <laughs> I want to shift gears and ask you about one of your U.S. teammates, uh, Christian Pulisic. Um, he just broke the U.S. transfer fee record, $73 million deal to Chelsea. Uh, you're one of the few people that's had this experience of being sold for a very significant transfer fee where you as a player get associated with a number, uh, rightly or wrongly. Would you have any advice for Christian Pulisic on how to deal with that? Just own it and put it behind you because it ain't going nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the reality at this point, at the stage he's on right now. You know, it's not going anywhere. Every reporter from every walk of life will associate him with that. And it's not a big deal in the sense that it's not going anywhere. But just understand that no matter what you do, people are going to always say, you know, that's the kid that was worth 70 odd million dollars. So that's a battle you won't win. Um, but I think he knows that he's a very mature kid, man. I, I don't have you ever been around. Interview? Oh, yeah. He's very, you know, he's he's different. He's different. He's he. I met him when he was young, but he was. You could tell already that he had something different to him. And so, you know, I'm, I don't worry for him. I just hope that he's allowed his time to succeed and fail. I think a lot of American kids, when they get anointed, they're not allowed that time, mm-hmm. and they're worse off for it. So, I just hope that we, when, you know, when he fails, because he will, because we all do, that he's allowed to fail uh, and that he's allowed to get back up, pick himself back up. And so, yeah, I just wish him all the best. Is there anything about moving to England that's different when you played in another country in Europe? Yeah, I think he will find that, in my, in, at least in my opinion, you know, when I, when I went from a league and then to England, you know, it, 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 which I'm sure he was, you have to be careful of the club you go to, I think, because if you go from a certain style that made you successful and you go into another style in the hope that they'll change, don't do that. Don't hope nothing. Go to something that is has the history of doing things that way. Yeah. You know, that's a hard lesson you learn. You, you know, people tell you, oh, we're going to change. We're going to play this way. It never works that way. And I learned that in England. And, and the managers aren't given time to do that anyway. And so that's a hard lesson not learned. But I, I think he's in a different spot because I think Chelsea's way more secure. They've had a way of playing. And so I look for him to, to jump right in. And I, I think he's going to be really successful, man. I, I, I think it's a kid that can play a lot of different positions, technically very good. His movement's great. You know, I think uh, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing forward for him, and I, I can't wait to get my Pulisic jersey. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Uh, this MLS media thing is an annual thing. I know you guys are contractually obligated, I think, to be here. Yeah. But it's it's kind of a crazy cool scene in some ways. We're yeah. like, I'm talking to you today. I'm talking to Marta, like Ibrahimovic, Rini, cool. and Schweinsteiger. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm part of that lineup, I, Grant. I like that, man. <laughs> it's a big lineup, baby. And it's a like, big lineup. See you guys like walking down the hall. Like, oh, that's Wayne Rooney. I just like yeah. talked to Wayne Rooney for three minutes, just met yeah. him and kind of shot the breeze. 
like, do you, I know like you have busy days, you're doing all these interviews. Like at night, do you ever get to hang out with any of these guys or? Man, I just got here, so we'll see what tonight holds. But um, that's, that's, you know what? Those guys are all just guys, man. I mean, people think they're like these, I don't know, creatures or something like, you know, but they're normal people, man. They have their interests off the field. They're probably, some of them are boring off the field and some of them are exciting off the field. But I mean, they're normal people, man. I, I get along with mostly everybody. I'm lucky. I don't really have any issues with nobody. So Wayne, I'm good. Yeah. You know, I've played him tons of times, so there's nothing there. There's a lot of tons of character, man. On the field, this guy. He is in everybody's ear, and it's it's great to see because he's all about the game. You know, he's like that guy when you play at the park. Yeah, that's just every Sunday. You know, he's coming. He's in your ear. You can't hold me, man. You weak. You soft. Hey, you soft. You know what I mean? I love that about him. I love it about him because he brings something different to the game, and it's it's cool. I do think that I've said this for years. MLS needs more villains. Oh, and we see an eye to eye on this. Okay, and I feel like Ibrahimovic, particularly that game he had up in Toronto, where he and Bradley got into it a little bit, like, but in other places too, and he had that crazy goal up there. Um, like, he seems to embrace that villain role. Yeah, man. I mean, from one villain to another, because I'm now a villain <laughs> in my right, own you're country. That's right, you're a villain too. And I accept it. It's fine. I've, you know, I'm moving to Canada. I've already talked about this. You know, <laughs> whether I stay there or not, I'm buying a house there, and that's that. So I get, I get it, and and we do need more of that. But is the league ready for? It? Is the soccer community in America ready for it? I, I'm not so sure. Why? Because, man. I mean, soccer in our country is not geared towards that type of personality. Not right now. Maybe eventually, but we're very clean cut. Everybody's got to be clean cut and be generic and boring. I think we're making some advances. We're making then. some advancements, but we're not there yet, Grant. You, you know what I'm saying. We're not, we not there. We don't have no Jimmy Butlers in soccer. <laughs> you know, they'd be blackballed. They'd get waved, and nobody would ever pick them up and ever again because every owner would be like, don't touch that guy. You know that. You know, he can do that, get waved, or get to leave a team and go be on other, and be just fine. You can't do that in MLS. I think we need more discussion like that in the media, though. You know you, you can help me out here. I mean, look, man, I'm not trying to get blackballed, man. Okay, I still got to work for about six more years. So unless you got a job for me at Fox, I am here just so I don't get fined. That's, that's as bad. That's as rogue as I'm going. We will end it on that note, that high note. Josie Altador, thanks for coming on the show. Anytime, man. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Planet Football Podcast. I'd like to thank Josie Altador as well as everyone at Cadence 13 and Sports Illustrated who supports this podcast. Just a quick reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. And check out the 30-minute Planet Football video show hosted by me and Luis Miguel Echegaray on SITV. That's available on SI.TV, Amazon Channels, and Fubo TV. See you next time.